and I'm a mess. I've got allergies, like my nose is all stuffy. Boo hoo. I know. Meh. Why don't you take some Claritin? Some flow nose. Flow nice. Yeah. Did you know that Dramamine and Benadryl are the same drug? Is that right? I brought this up on the recording that I did myself. Cool. It's not cool. Because of my problems with Benadryl, I took some Dramamine so I wouldn't get sick on the boat. And then after I took it, I was like, what? how does this even work? What's going on with Dramamine? Oh. And it's the exact same fucking drug. So I use Dramamine, but I use the, the ginger one that's non-drowsy. Maybe that would be better for you. Well, it's over. It's done. It's finished. Yeah. Well, next time. It wasn't even the drowsiness. It was the, you know, I hallucinate when I take Benadryl. But it's right. Been, it, it was pretty okay. I think the dosage was low. I had some weird flushing of my skin and other strange feelings, but it didn't get so bad. And I don't know, reading about it a bit more, sometimes it seems like, not sometimes, it seems like it could be the combination of the active ingredient in Benadryl and other shit and decongestants when they combine the two. Yeah. So, whatever. I didn't hallucinate on the boat and have conversations with dolphins. Well, so it must be a little bit different because if you're... No, it's exactly the same. There's no difference. But then why are you, why do you hallucinate with Benadryl and not with Dramamine? Well, that's the question. So I was thinking back and I was like, oh, well, the last time I took the Benadryl, it was mixed with something else. It just wasn't the straight up Benadryl. Oh, it was like a multi-symptom relief thing? And I also probably took too much. It was a liquid. Oh, so you just chug it. I mean, it didn't didn't taste good, and I wasn't drinking it for fun, but <clears throat> I think I took a bit too much. Yeah, when I take Pepto-Bismol, I don't measure it. I just pour it into my mouth. Yeah, well, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to. Not with Pepto. Pepto tastes delicious. Ew, I hate Pepto. I don't know why everyone hates Pepto. Out of all the medications out there and all the tastes and flavors. The Pepto is just winto green. It's not, though. It is. Ugh, it's not. What is it? I don't know. Pepto flavor. It's like chalky. I know that we looked this up before, and, and you're right, but it... Ugh. It's not chalky unless you get the, the tablets that you chew. I don't know. I just do not like Pepto. It's a delicious... Well, it's not delicious. Milkshake. <laughs> it's not... You're insane. The cherry flavored's not good. I'll give you that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't like any flavor. I don't, I don't want cherry they... flavor for sure. I don't know why they need to make cherry when they've got the perfectly delicious best flavor ever created. Like somebody says Dimatap. Mm, I love that. Yeah, Dimatap I love is... Dimatap. That's disgusting. It's syrupy. No way. If, you're, if you have to take a cough medicine versus... A dime, like a regular cough medicine uh, versus a uh, Dimatap, go for Dimatap. It's great. I prefer to take no cough medications. I, don't like I do too, because I am afraid it will kill me because it make me like hallucinate. Yeah, I stay away from all that shit. Yeah. My body's a temple. <laughs> I will not put anything into my body. I just with oils and, you know. Yeah, I will not put anything into my body that's bad for me unless it's sugar or alcohol or opioids. <laughs> yeah. 
Not necessarily bad for your body, though. Opioids. Not themselves. Not necessarily. Not themselves. The surrounding shit. Yeah. And the things that you do when you become addicted and you have to take them nonstop. Like, sure, there's lots of unhealthy things, but the drug itself, if you take too much, that's not good. But even then, it's like just a peaceful drifting off, I think. But if you're sharing needles, if you're getting shit cut with other stuff. Right. I was talking about this last night with uh, people who die, like old people who just fall asleep and then never wake up i don't really i didn't really understand how that works like they just fall asleep and their heart just slowly stops beating i don't know if it you hear those stories of oh they just died peacefully in their sleep there's got to be a moment where they wake up and like and then it's over See, that's what i thought because if your heart it's not a heart attack right like it's not like your heart their, their heart is um seizing like having a spasm and just like you know it just just beats slower and slower and then just eventually stops. And then wouldn't that trigger some sort of like response in your lungs to like, I don't know, gasp or something? There's always something that kills you. I don't I don't know enough details, you know, to speak to this any deeper than what I'm saying now. But yeah, what I do know is something kills you. You don't just stop living for no reason. So, you know, when you get older, your immune system isn't as great. Mm. Um, So you're more prone to disease. Your body's breaking down. You can get injured easier. There's a lot of things at play. But I don't think there's anything. It's like, uh, they just just were so old that they drifted off. Like, there's something. (laughs) Right. A thing. Even if it's a minor thing that's... uh, exaggerated because you're old, but there's something that kills you. So I don't know if there's ever an instance of somebody just, I went to sleep and never woke up. I guess, I guess that it, I don't know. See, I can't say, I I can't say, I can't say that it's never happened, but what would cause it if it did happen, you could set yourself up now. Uh, if you went to uh, uh, Oregon and got the drugs that they give you, the die with dignity. Right. That's pretty much you're taking this and you're just drifting off and you're done. Well, with that one, I mean, even when you die naturally and not necessarily in your sleep, like unexpectedly in your sleep, there is like a whole process of dying where you're breathing, like you're you're breathing through this mucus because it all gets settled in your lungs and you're not in pain and you're not, it's not scaring you or anything. It's just a natural part of dying. And it's like this raspy breathing. Um, but it sounds really scary to us, but it's, it's just like exactly what happens when you die. Uh, but then when people die, you know, that peacefully, you know, in their sleep thing, it, there's gotta be, a there, there has to be a moment where maybe, maybe it's almost like a sleep apnea type of thing. We're like, they're just. <sighs> I don't want to think about any of this anymore. Okay. I already woke up in the middle of the night thinking about how I've been wasting my life all these years and I'm a failure. <laughs> how, did you, how are you wasting your life? Clear as day. You just wake up and sometimes in that moment, all the periphery shit has been stripped away and you see yourself for what you really are. And it's like, fuck. It's 
wasting. Nah, you wasting haven't wasted all the, your life. The, the years fly by and you just sit on your couch with your low testosterone. And what are you doing? Nothing. You're not giving the people in your life the things they need or want. Your sister has another baby. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'll go down at some point. Though my parents just got two new puppies, and that's luring me down. Uh, the puppies are, not the kid? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there's a lot of kids at this point. That's the fifth overall, fourth for her, but fifth niece and nephew God, for me. God, that's her fourth? Yes, it's Kristen's fourth. Four. And she kept saying, oh, you know, I started late. I started when I was 31. Oh, so late. 31? <laughs> I agree that it's not late, but... It's just because your parents are, like, set the standard of, like... 19 no whatever they were 21 okay <laughs> still very young yes but like yes. 19 well 19 and 21 is not that big of a difference yes it is drinking age okay. i don't know when they changed the drinking age but i think it was changed by 82 am i right on that or maybe i'm completely wrong i think maybe there were some states holding on you know i know that in 76 it was still 18 because of dazed and confused Oh, right. <laughs> That's like, it's like a, like a landmark in time so that you can remember things. Fuck, it was 84. So, okay. My parents could legally drink at 18. Well, that's the way it should be. If the government says that you can join the fucking military and like take out gigantic loans to go to school, then I don't think you should be able to necessarily drink at 18. But if they're if that's the standard you're setting, then you should be able to drink legally at 18. I don't disagree with that. I don't know what drove the drinking age up. Was it probably like mad, mad or mad or whatever it's called? Well, that was. I mean, they were big in in setting all the drunk driving laws. Right. This isn't like the Mad Men days when you would cruise around wasted in your giant boat of a vehicle. And you'd hit a few things, a kid, a mailbox. And then it's like, oh, no big deal. A minority. Get home. You had to go there, didn't you? (laughs) You're talking about Mad Men days. No big deal. You had to bring that up. You're so sensitive. I'm not so sensitive. You have things to protect in your life. Nah, I'm good. That's what you think. Okay, bring it. Next thing you know, because you make that comment and then uh, you're at the Bob's Furniture and then they say, why are you? So you decided to join us. Like, I didn't really decide. I got kicked off the radio show because of a <laughs> thing that I made on a different podcast that had nothing to do with the radio show. But, you know, somebody decided to take that and run with it. Right. And they started a campaign and the station said, this ain't worth the shit that we're going to have to deal with. We don't really care that much. So, you know, here you go. Here you go, wolves. Here you go. Yeah. Here's the ragged body. Rip it apart. And then, uh, and then Bob's furniture says, "Oh, interesting. Well, what did you say?" And then uh, you're like, "I oh, don't know. It was not that big of a deal." And then you come into work the next day, and they have the clip, and they hear it, and like, "We can't have you here." And then you lose that job too. Okay, bye. That's fine. There are people. This is their life I'm not mission. Like, Please take me back, Bob's discount furniture. This is their life <laughs> mission. I, look, I, I'm not so sensitive about the shit myself. I'm not offended by many things. Yeah, which somebody could argue is my privilege. Because you never really, I, look, I had to deal with things. I had the Southerners uh, talking about my nose and calling me Jew and making 
vague threats. Maybe it's not on the same level as some people have to deal with, but it's very easy for other people to dismiss. Like, good, it's just your privilege. That's why you're not offended because yeah. you never had to be offended because you never dealt with Well, it. like people that look Caucasian but are actually from like Nicaragua, you know, or like some South American country and you assume that they're white when they're actually yeah. Latino. Well, they're white Hispanic. That's a thing that they've, you know, that they lean into sometimes when they want to. Oh, okay. When it's... Well, you useful. should. When you should take useful. advantage of any situation that, well, not every, you know. No, no, not, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that people lean into it on their side. Maybe they do, but I'm saying when other people uh, want to push a narrative and let's say there's a Hispanic person who did something to another Hispanic person and it has nothing to do with race. And it, to make this even clear cut, let's just say it's an Asian person. They did something mm -hmm. to an Asian person. Uh, maybe whatever happened had nothing to do with race, but the people talking about it can lean into it. Well, that was a white Hispanic. And usually <laughs> the person who says that's white themselves because white people are the ones who like to push this most of all. That is very true. <laughs> what I is am, that? I am the good white person. I, it's a religion. It really is a replacement of religion. I guess I don't you know, know it's a it's fucking guilt. It's this need for to prove purity. Uh, well, what is religion? Yeah, I, I, I'm not dismissing what you're saying. Those are the two things. That's all religion is. Yeah, people, people, guilt and purity. I, like I, I think I've said this before. I don't think that you know religion has necessarily been a an a overall positive, but there is something I think within us that we have to have a religious type of outlet to help explain things, to help us not freak out about everything, help us ignore things, help us focus on other things that sort of enrich us. It brings people together, you know, and, and people losing that, the religion aspect, you have to replace it with something and people replace it with environmentalism, with activism, with, you know, who knows? Well, all kinds of other stuff, I guess. <laughs> I like, I imagine seeing that as a quote written. I guess other stuff, I guess. <laughs> there she is, the expert on the replacement of uh, religion in modern day. And that's the quote on the back of the book. <laughs> it just trails off. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. So much last week for having two episodes, one recorded by me, one recorded by you, and then they would go head to head in a competition to the end and see who got the most listens. And it never happened because you never. That was fully my intent. That was my idea. That was your idea. And then you didn't record your side of things. Right. Can I explain why? It was just me. Can I explain? And did you even listen to my episode? No, you probably didn't. So thanks for the support. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Would you have listened to mine? I know that you didn't. I've, I've, I've tried to listen to some of the ones you've done alone before, and then I feel embarrassed for you like five minutes in, so I have to stop listening. Oh, okay, cool. Except for the one with Eric. <laughs> yeah. When Eric, um, when Eric stepped in and, and uh, filled in while I was out and... For whatever reason, people clamored to hear the same stories they've heard over the past, I don't know, fucking 30 years. Like, here, let me hear yeah. the story again about powdered milk. 
<laughs> His mom was a river person. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, one of our highest listened to downloaded shows. His mom was working behind the bar and she squatted down and had Eric and then went right back to work. <laughs> That's what she had to do. She was a yep. good worker. That's what all women should do. Good American. You, by right. the way, are not a good American because what did you tell me? That you have boundaries. You're too old and you have boundaries in your life because oh, yeah. you just went on this beach trip and, you know, there, there are weirdos out there who have fetishes and tan lines. I shouldn't say weirdos. Why? why see, that's not fair of me. They're just people. And it's not that weird to be into that. And I know it's not. And so I take it back. I don't know why okay. this is, that's a fair thing for me to assess. Why did I feel the need to say weirdos? I'm not going to spend the time on the show doing it. There was no need to say that. There's just people who have fetishes. It's not necessarily weird. Sometimes they can get weird, but, you know, enjoying yeah. tan lines for whatever reason it's not weird and that you're creepy. It's interesting. Why? What is the draw? I, I would be, you know, when I say weird, I think that I find it to be interesting that there is something about that that people are drawn to. Is it well, you can figure out why, can't you? No. Why? Because it gives you an outline of like underwear and it's like, ooh, it's like. See? Because it, there, it, it creates a, a sort of division between what you would see and what you wouldn't see. And so you're getting to see the thing you wouldn't see. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. When I was saying it's like the outline of underwear, is that why? It's like, oh, that's where yeah. I, sure. I had never had trouble understanding the, that division <laughs> without the tan yeah. lines. But I, I get it. I, I get okay. it now. So, see, that was simple to solve. But, Good. The point of all this was uh, there's people out there of fetishes and there'd be an opportunity for you to, with your little, very little teeny bit of fame, there's some people out there who would be interested and willing to pay for that. And uh, you could have made quite a bit of dollars, maybe, uh, maybe a thousand. And, sure. And you said, no way. I have boundaries and I'm too old for such a thing. And <laughs> that goes against everything Americans and capitalism stand for. Boundaries <laughs> when it comes to making money. I know. Give me a fucking break. There ain't no boundaries. The dollar is the dollar. Money ain't funny. You do what I you mean, need I, to do and you fuck over who you need to fuck over to get the money. Ethics. Even if it's yourself. Out the door. So not a good capitalist. No. I mean, I, I, uh, I want to be the type of person that would exploit myself just for money and it not be a big deal. And I don't even mean exploit necessarily in a bad way, but just like use things about me like that, that are sexual in nature to <clears throat> like bilk people out of money. <laughs> but, uh, anytime I've, I've sort of attempted to do something like that, it does, it does not come naturally. I don't like it. It feels weird. I feel like, you know what I I kind of feel like is those, like a someone who is very unsexy and trying really hard to be sexy, and they're just so like you can feel that they're not being sexy, but they're trying and it's awkward and I, that's how I feel like about myself. You're like in a. 
in a moment I can be sexual and sexy, like in a sexual moment with a person, but and with or with myself or something. But when I'm doing it performatively, it feels awkward. If you if you look at most people who do it, you can find that. Like meaning looking at the way they're posing or the way they're setting uh-huh. up or the facial expression, you can find the part of them that feels maybe a bit embarrassed or goofy or ridiculous doing it. Some people yeah. have a higher threshold for that, so it's not uh, bothering them as much. But And that's a boundary. They don't have that boundary, and I do. <laughs> in, in general, I was watching uh, Step by Step. A bad sitcom from TGIF in the 90s. It's a Brady Bunch ripoff. And the acting is pretty bad. And there's so many fucking people on the show. It's, you know, a blended family story with a bunch of fucking mm-hmm. kids. And there's so many people that most of them can't even get any substantial story. And there's no development in their characters over the years because there's just too many fucking people. And so you get a lot of lines that are just like interjections where it's like the person just has something to say and clear as day. It's like, I not, I could just, I could not just see them saying, all right, let's just record your one line separate from everyone else because it's a close up and we're going to put this in and you're just going to say it. Uh, I could feel maybe what the person was feeling like, I, why am I even here? This is weird. This is awkward. Yeah. And they deliver their line. Uh, in general, when you look for that sort of thing, you can see, you can find it pretty easily in media. Like there's this commercial sure. with Kim Kardashian that she's lying on her side and she's got some nude colored. It's her skims. It's her, uh, her, uh, um, shapewear. It's the most robotic, yeah. unnatural uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. She is not good at it. She's, I, I'm not saying anything that people haven't used as a critique before, but it is so blatant in that, <laughs> that fucking commercial. She's like rubbing her hand up her leg up to the rest of her body to like her waist yeah. where she snaps the fucking thing. I think if you, if you watch uh, the commercial and you, and, and you look at where her uh, finger is rubbing up, against like her curves it's you can see her finger get longer and then shorter because it's digitally edited <laughs> i mean yes when you add in that too then it becomes even more unnatural but <laughs> yeah. she does not seem comfortable at all most people probably i shouldn't say most there's plenty of people who are in showbiz who are very comfortable and they do their thing just to reiterate what i was saying we can move on from it a lot of people aren't, though. And if you look for it, you can see it, which also makes me think on the flip side, the moments I feel like I'm in a spot and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm coming off is completely right. unnatural. And un- it's like most people probably aren't noticing it. It's not as nearly as bad if it, it's yeah. there and if somebody yeah. paid attention. But the fact that it's around us at all times and a lot of people feel that way and you're not taking note most of the time, you know, go a little easy on yourself. So if you want to make a thousand but it's hard to push past that because you feel it and it's affecting your entire body you know like how do i normally hold my hand in this position <laughs> like what do i do with my arms you know it turns into some weird micro focused thing well you also know what you were thinking and feeling if you ever looked back 
If it's a photo, you know, you can get in your head. Nobody knows yeah. what the fuck you were thinking. If it's video, you gauge your movements. And you're like, that's awkward. Right. Look at how stupid this is. I look really fucking dumb. Uh, that's If I were an act, I would never go watch a movie I was in. I would never. Some people don't. I don't understand the ones who do. Yeah, I'm going to go watch myself. Well, maybe they've had enough practice where they... Um, they can they they can watch themselves critically without destroying themselves, you know. And they can say like, you know, I wish I had spent more time developing this aspect of the character because maybe in this scene I would have done this or that, you know. There is certainly the part of it that you have to watch, especially when you're first starting out, to get better. It's the same thing with air checks in radio when you have to yeah. listen to yourself. And See, I, I don't mind stuff like that. I hated it. I fucking couldn't stand it because in the moment I would do things that I thought they were good. In the moment uh, <laughs> after that, when I'm sitting with uh, the program director mm-hmm. and the things I thought were really clever and funny in the moment when there's just two of us in a room and you're not getting any kind of reaction. Oh, my God, that sucked. What was I thinking? But it's it's necessary to get better. My self-esteem's a little too high. I'm Yours. like, well, he didn't get it, and that's not my problem. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's a little more than just self-esteem being high. What is it? I don't, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. So there's no instance where. Oh no, definitely some instances, but <laughs> because there could could be instances where it's like, and eh, that really wasn't so funny. And if your self-esteem is so high, acting as a shield. You know, it's not always that person didn't get it. That's what it boils down to. It's not always that. So that's why. Yeah. That's why I was asking and then bringing this up. (laughs) No, I mean, they're. I guess like it's it's a little bit of both. It's like I still think that was funny and uh, I'm glad I did it because I'm finding it funny. Uh, But. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. It's a little embarrassing that this person isn't finding it good. <laughs> Humor subjective. But, that's why I'd but say. But ultimately it's like, whatever. I liked it. I don't really. And even like what we've talked about with this show, I know. And Eric does this too on the radio show. And this almost like the exact same thing you've said on this show where it's like people listening don't care about this. I never think about what people are hearing. I'm just doing it like for me and for us. And I don't think I'm that makes a good that... show. Ultimately, that's not that's not a good way to approach it. There's a balance. It's like, what's the right. point of doing this? We're doing it because people are listening to it. If well, it were something an element of, of there's there's an element of of what we need to do and keeping it going. I'm not just like leaning back like, mm, uh huh, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm participating and I'm I'm using my voice correctly. Like there is a little bit of performance, but ultimately. I think what what am I enjoying and therefore other people will enjoy it too. There's a level of that because you can only present yourself. You know, when you say yeah. there's a bit of performing, you don't mean like nothing we're doing here is uh, performative to the extent that we're saying things that we don't mean. Right. That's not happening. And I'm not saying that that should happen. 
And if you're being yourself, yes, if people don't like you as a person, they're not going to enjoy what they're getting. But you can fall so deep into a conversation that's like inside baseball. It's like, what is this? This doesn't provide anything entertaining or informative for a person listening. And I hear that. But also it, people who have listened for so long, if we are having an insular conversation, it's usually something that other people know about based on listening for so long. And if they haven't listened for so long, then they're maybe would think, oh, I want to keep listening. So I get these inside things. If it's too much of that, then it chases people away because any new listener would be like, I don't know what they're talking about. That's why but, I get embarrassed when I listen to your shows alone. What, what is she talking about? Five minutes, <laughs> I'm out of there. You can tell the approach is, I'm just going to say the things I want to say, and if people yeah. don't get it, then fuck them. <laughs> well, no, not fuck them. <laughs> Too bad. This episode's not for you. Well, yeah. If I, I, To me, doing it the way that you talk about is... um. It makes me feel like I can't move forward. I don't know why it needs to be stifling. Yeah, stifling. Thank you. There's no reason that that should be stifling. It's just my style. You know, for you, it seems maybe irresponsible. <laughs> and for and from my point of view, your way feels stifling. It's, it's not irresponsible in the sense there's no fucking stakes here. Like there's nothing at, at stake. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But. If we didn't have anyone listening, no offense to you, I wouldn't, uh -huh. I would just sit here and record because your approach makes it seem like, well, you know, the audience is there, but really it's, I, I'm just doing this for myself. So if there were zero listeners, would you still record every week? Zero? Zero. Because then no, I guess not. I'd be like, well, this is not working for people. <laughs> because what you're saying is I'm doing this for myself and I want to do the things that I want to do. And if there weren't any listeners, that shouldn't matter because you, I'm, I'm still going to do the show because it's for me. And that's it. People get right. things. Look, if you get something out of it and that's the way it, it, it plays out, then it's not wrong to continue to do it. But if you're saying that you wouldn't continue to do it if nobody was listening, then you do need to think about what you're putting out there. I think that if it was getting no response, then I would say, well, I guess my brand of me delivering whatever this is, the entertainment is just not hitting. But it's, it's not like, a brand. No. It's you. You said you're just being yourself. Okay, then me. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, and so you're rejected. It's my brand. You're it's, rejected and the audience doesn't <laughs> like you. This is the, I'm not, this is where I, you know, okay. get caught up in things too. Uh, See, I don't take it personal. It would be impossible not to take it personal if you are just being you 100% and nobody. <laughs> Listen, this is, you're yeah. right. You're right. I don't. I When I say I don't take it personally, it's more like I don't take it to mean that therefore I have no value. It's more that my my uh, me is not translating to people and okay in this arena you would have no value in the podcasting world you hold zero okay value. but who cares about that if, i mean not not to say i don't care about that i'm saying 
if that's the only place where I hold no value, then okay. And that's a fair line to draw. Like taking it to I hold no value overall. Why am I even alive? <laughs> it's a bit of a leap. So I am. And is that where you sort of fall? <laughs> yeah, it's all mixed together. It's hard to compartmentalize and like a part draw of you is like, yeah, then therefore I personally have no value. Yes, there's zero value. Right. And I don't know if there's value in this conversation currently on the show, but uh, we can move on to Okay. To uh the rest of whatever we were talking about started with Tanner. Well, I want to talk about what happened to Pete. Oh, that's nothing to do with uh, going to the beach. Well, it's it's right before the beach. He stabbed a hole into his sinus. Ugh. With a toothbrush. He sure did. How deep did it go up in there? Did it go all the way to the bottom of his well, brain? I mean, it created a hole where you could see into it, you know, so there was something. How- I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell. It was... You know, I, I saw a little bit. How deep the, did the toothbrush go? Oh, I don't know. Because he, he took it out. What if he had come running out of the bathroom crying and there was only like a half of a centimeter of the toothbrush hanging out of his mouth because it was so deep up in his Oof. sinus cavity? I would debate whether I needed to pull it out or not, I guess. But no real harm, right? This is the same as the uh, blockhead. The guy who nails nails into his sinus cavity. Huh. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not saying it's not a um, scary thing. I, as yeah. an adult, I, I wouldn't want that to happen. I would be out of my mind. If... <sighs> Just seeing. I, 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 it's like, um, you know those little eggs that you can, you can find at the grocery store that are like quail eggs or something? Mm-hmm. Like that size in the back of his, like the side of his mouth. Just a hole. Before it goes, yeah, just a hole. Up so, you know, I see it. Well, how did like, it happen in the first place? Well, I wasn't there. So he was with Pete. I'm sorry. He was with Travis. He was. He and Elliot were over at Trav's. And um, I think that he and Ellie were playing. And he was brushing his teeth. And I've always told them both to stay in the bathroom and brush your teeth. Not because I thought that they would jab their heads, but because... Uh, I wanted them to focus on their teeth, um, but they were running around and I don't know. He wasn't even sure. Ellie wasn't even sure. Like he kind of hit it up against the wall or with his other arm or or maybe just like he hit his arm that he was holding the toothbrush with and like bammed it back. But so I'm I'm it was like 11 a.m. and I'm, you know, in the house music's playing um you know cleaning and i'm packing i'm packing their clothes i'm packing my clothes i'm like figuring it all out i have like this huge list of things to do and 11 o'clock travis calls me he's like um okay so we kind of have an emergency and pete's you know crying in the background and so i drop everything and i rush over there and uh i see it and i say okay you know and i have to i'm like inside i'm like (laughs) holy shit but you know you have to be chill so you're like okay uh let's let's take a ride (laughs) let's go in the car so um i make the decision to go to a children's hospital and we go to the one in dc which is actually where that thing that you think is dumb but where i was born and where pete was born so i I think it's dumb remind me you said it was like who cares you're born in a hospital i don't think i said that you did. You gave me shit for like thinking it's cool that I was born there and that Pete was also born there. I don't feel like I would have done that. 
You sure did. No, those are one of those things as sentimental as I can be. Uh, that's what I. That's why I was surprised. I think maybe you were just feeling shitty towards me, and so like you <laughs> gave me a little jab. Or maybe it's the way you presented it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe if it's presented, it, if it's presented as oh, that's a that's a cool thing. It's like oh yeah, it's nice to look back on and think that some kind of uh, higher power that kind of guided that, not yeah. a god in any traditional sense, but something set things up. And I like the at, at the very least the symmetry if it isn't a universal yes. power. But um, maybe there was an element of you acting like you were better than other people. And that's what I, I try, never I'm trying to think of the reasons I would be against such a thing. And it's got to be something like that. Like, oh, it's got to be something like my my, fault. Uh, my kid and I are the best people on the planet because we were born at the same hospital. And then I could see myself dismissing it. Like, There's oh, no way up. that I gave off that vibe because I am. That is not my vibe. Sometimes. You just admitted it earlier when we were talking about... Uh, Don't mistake confidence for thinking that I'm cockiness. superior. It's a very fine line. So anyway, this this <laughs> this toothbrush goes into the sign. There's no... I don't... No, 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 wait. So being cocky is feeling superior. And listen, there are there are places where I do feel superior. Like when I think about, you know, when I when I judge what is good or bad entertainment you know or music or something but ultimately i don't think i don't think uh i'm better i think i'm awesome <laughs> and that's fine but not better no not i mean like i said there are aspects where i do think like i'm doing it better <laughs> but i also feel like if you're doing it that way and it's working for you then go off do it I'm happy for you. Go keep doing it that way. It's none of my business, but I think I do it better. That's fine. And I don't mean it like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's like, okay, acceptance. Do it. It's too much nuance here for me to track. <laughs> so anyway. Can't properly gauge. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> you sound like a robot. Too much nuance. I cannot properly gauge. So this goes in the sinus cavity. There's no blood or anything, right? There's no oozing. Oh, tons of yes. No, there's no. That, yes. What about the blockhead? The blockhead doesn't have blood shooting out. Well, he's putting it in an empty space. He didn't break through. He breaks uh, through something. Flesh. He breaks through something, but maybe he's no. Broken he doesn't. Through. And you, there's something to break through. No, because then there'd be blood. Maybe and it's a very vascular themselves. area. Okay, so there's, there's blood. a lot of blood flowing to there's this plenty area. Of so blood. yeah, there was blood. What if he had had a drink or some some eats? Would it have gone up into the sinus cavity? And well, that's what I was freaked out about. They told they told me like he couldn't eat or drink, and then afterward, once everything was settled, they said only soft foods. But I was like, how does it not get up there? <laughs> and well, they, they gave us an oral rinse, like a mouthwash thing, um, that people use after dental surgeries. To help wash things out and clean things. Yeah, and they don't work so well. Like when I had my wisdom teeth taken out and there was a big socket and then I ate a burrito. And uh, four, days, four days later, a piece of chicken came out of the socket <laughs> smelling god awful. You shouldn't have eaten the chicken. That's too much chewing. It was later on where like. You it, felt like it was safe. Yeah, it's just the hole hasn't closed up yet, but it's not soon after where there's still a lot of pain and, and you have to be careful not to rip things open. It was healed enough. Uh-huh. Not, apparently not. But I think about it. I had gone on the... I was also smoking at the time, too. So it was chicken, Ew. 
in cigarettes, and I had gone on, I think, the first date with Molly, and God knows. I mean, it clearly didn't stink so bad because there were other dates. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel as though if I went out with someone, because it, it, that, that was the most. Ew! You probably released it, you know, like it was holding in a smell. It was, it was rotting flesh Ew, smell. I can't take it. Bacteria. <laughs> so think gross. about, like, think about, uh, you ever smell your floss? Yeah, I hate it. My floss doesn't even smell, honestly. But I think if you don't ever oh. floss and you're pulling food from out between your teeth that's been stuck there, it's like that, but on a yeah, large scale because this was day, a cube of chicken. There's a smell. So pretty, pretty gross stuff. Yeah, it is gross. So um, we're at the hospital. Um, there is blood. He's got like this rag that he's holding, like this washcloth that's all bloody and i'm ha having to hold it and like i hope give it was black id oh, like the hotels have the makeup washcloths now like don't use our white washcloths use this black yeah they one. should they should do that that's good no it was white because <laughs> it was just the only thing that travis could grab to give him you know um i would have used a teddy bear to put the blood all over yeah a nice little plush mm. teddy bear to soak up the blood put its little paw up in the gaping wound Ugh. so we get there and you know, he's just really freaked out and scared. And, you know, we go through all the things, you know, like triage and then sitting around and then someone comes and they have to give him they have to give him a port in his arm for IV. And that's really freaking him out. He doesn't like it. Um, And he keeps saying that he uh, just wants it to heal naturally <laughs> because he doesn't want to get stitches. And I keep having to, you know just comfort him, but also prepare him that like that might happen. And if it does, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll deal with it and they'll give him medicine that will make him like not realize it's happening and not care. And maybe they'll put him to sleep and all this stuff. So, you know, they, they look in his mouth a lot <clears throat> and then they take him to get a cat scan, or, I guess a CT scan. Is that the same thing as a cat scan? Don't put me on the spot like that. Well, I don't know. But anyway, a CT scan and he's just like, that's when I start to lose it because it really wasn't like the worst part of it. He was, he was really brave during that part and he held really still and, you know, he was like taking big breaths and just like closing his eyes and he just was so calm about it. And I guess it was like, it was a dark room. And it was quiet in there. And I guess it was a time where I could sort of release a little bit. And I was just crying because I just feel so proud of him that he was doing so well and being, I don't know, so mature about it, I guess. Like he wasn't like crying and freaking out and having to handle that. Like he was just doing it, you know. And then we get back from that and he just keeps saying like, I want to go home. And it was, you know, you hardly ever see your kids cry out of concern or like being afraid, you see them cry because, you know, their sister hurt their feelings or they fell or, you know, some other thing that you're like, oh, it's okay. You comfort them. But this was like looking at me and saying, I, I want to leave. Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to be here. And you can't do anything to fix it. And no, it's one of the first it's, it's moments just, that kids realize 
Yeah, it's one of the first moments that kids realize that, uh, you know, they just want to return back to the comfort of the things they know, and they don't want to be out there in the scary world, the world that sucks. And you as a parent see for the first time, it's like, oh, God, they have no clue what's coming. They have no clue. And this is their first <laughs> glimpse at it, and there's nothing I can do to help. What have I done? Why have I subjected anyone to this? I apologize. Uh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, child. You would have been better off never knowing. This isn't the you and Pete that I'm on general okay, terms. Good. You would have been better off never knowing what life was. And now you're here and you have to think about what it's going to be like when you die. And is it really going to be drifting off? And nobody can say for sure, but probably not. And Jesus, Greg. <laughs> CAT scan and CT scan are the same, by the way. Okay. It really is upsetting to hear you talk like that. <laughs> this Why? Because it's the truth? No. There's a lot of awful stuff that... No, because it's a it's a disabling way of thinking. No, it's just the, it's the reality of it. It's not the reality. It's not the reality that one day there's going to be a moment when you die and you don't know what that's going to be like. Of course that's a reality, but having this instance with your kid is not about me and my mortality or about his mortality. It's about being in the moment and comforting what you can and, you know, being there for him. Not like spiraling out of control about like what he must be thinking and then what he's going to feel like and then what's going to happen to him when he's older and he's going to realize that blah, blah, blah. it's like that's not important. It's right just now. the first step onto that path. Just, I just don't need to go on that path. I think ultimately. What ultimately is the point of going on that path? I think ultimately that's where a lot of these feelings come from. If we were to unpack, what as feelings? they like to say, the feelings of that you were experiencing and the emotions. I feel like they have come from that package. If you open that box up. That's ultimately what drives a lot of the Well, feelings. listen, inside that box, I feel like those packages are optional. And are they going to... Put a affect... package inside of a package? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's packages. There's a box. Bo and inside are packages. Boxes within boxes. <laughs> so did they, I, did they ultimately yeah. stitch? No, they didn't. They said they wanted to, but they talked to the plastic surgeons. And they said that because the, the, the uh, I, I want to say skin, but it's really like flesh, I guess, there is so delicate that and the hole is so wide that it would be difficult to stitch together and may lead to like tearing and stuff. So, so it just was left open. Yeah. They didn't put a net over it or anything. I know. No, they said that, um, you know, just be really careful, liquids and soft foods, and then, um, you know, swish with that mouthwash during the day and at night or whatever. And I know from the only reason is that your mouth does heal really quickly because like when I got my tongue pierced, they told you, they told me that because your mouth is so vascular, there's a lot of blood pumping through there. And so it heals quickly. Um, so, and it kind of did, you know, he went through, so then, okay, so then let me just say something too. So I'm dealing with that for hours, right? 
we finally get home in like the early evening and I have to get back to the house. I, I have the kids now. So like I got to figure out how to feed them. Um, I have to continue to pack. I have to continue to sort of like wrap up the rest of my house that I'm sort of working on in the middle of. Um, so thankfully my mom came over and Travis came over and like he helped make dinner and hung out with Pete while I, and just like was sweet with him. And of course he wanted to be there to comfort him and to be there for him. But then, um, yeah, they were just there to help. And, you know, I packed up the car and then I had to go to CVS to get, um, Pete's prescriptions. So it wasn't going to be ready for until like the morning. And so then I told them I was leaving in the morning and they said, okay, well, we'll expedite it. And so I got it an hour later, but still I had to like hang out at CVS for an hour. And then I came home and I still <laughs> just still had all this stuff to do. And it, I was exhausted. So from around 11 a.m. to, I don't know, probably like 10 p.m., I was dealing with this whole thing. What does it look like now? It's okay. It's like you can see. So he was talking too about like it hurts when he swallowed. And I looked back there and his tonsil was bruised, like all behind where the hole was, like inside the start of his throat on the left-hand side where the hole was. It was like dark color. So like he had bruised from behind, like from in front of the, you know, like he, yeah, he bruised his the back of his throat like his tonsil i think it's a shame so he didn't get to enjoy any of the treats at the beach like uh crab cakes well crab cakes soft uh crab claws <clears throat> well my my mom doesn't eat any seafood so we didn't get to we didn't really eat any seafood so nobody got seafood no because she didn't want seafood don't most of these places no. have seafood and other things i feel like it's a combination it's like hey we've got all the seafood but what beach did you even go to Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle. A lot of guns there, So the there, next day, what's that? A lot of guns. Where does my aunt live? Is it Myrtle or is it Hilton Head? Now I can get to get confused, but uh, uh, the community my aunt lives in, uh-huh. everyone has a gun for some reason. <laughs> well, there were some, you know, those beach stores <clears throat> called like Waves or like Surf's Up. Alvin's. <laughs> or yeah, Dolphin, whatever. Um where you can buy all the shot glasses and all the t-shirts and all the little crip crap. Um, they had signs outside that was like Trump flags, two for a dollar. <laughs> Stuff like that. wonder if it was a hot ticket item. Yeah. So you were at the they beach. They seem to be on sale. So I don't know if they were <laughs> hot or not. Well, the season's over too. They got to clear their inventory because oh, especially, especially in the South, because everyone goes back to school at like August mm -hmm. 1st. Well, everybody that was there were all from Pennsylvania and Ohio and Maryland, like where we're from. So it was like the next wave of people that still were out of school. It's still a good time to go, though, because the other group of people aren't there. Like going to Florida, sure. myself going to Pensacola, it was pretty quiet because everyone had gone back to school and, and there were still some stragglers. Well, isn't Pensacola like a chiller beach? Yeah, it's pretty quiet. It's not like a party beach. It's like not old person beach. Uh, I don't know if it's old person beach. I mean that in a positive light. 
I might know, but it's just a beach that's pretty quiet. Like old person to me is like the, you've got an old person community there with a bunch of golf carts going around. Oh. <laughs> none of that. It's not like Destin. Okay. Destin used to be like a nice sleepy beachside town. I remember going to as a kid and I haven't been in 15, 20 years at this point, but I hear it's a shithole. It's just really blown up. It's like the new Panama City where everyone goes to get wasted and they scream and yell and cruise around and just a lot of noises and not words. Well, what I so um, my friend went to Daytona Beach, I think, and she said it was just full of of sort of the Walmart people, um, you know, people playing their music, their terrible country music out loud at the beach, which is a pet peeve of mine. Do not come to the beach and play your music. It's rude. Hey, I'm not disagreeing. You know how I feel when people play their music on the subway. Yeah, you're invading my space with your noise. Yeah, and, don't, and even if I like the music, or it's not. You wanna, yeah. You want to break their knee and slice their Achilles and teach them a lesson hobble them it would be a nice thing to be able to do legally but the law says we can't do it so but yeah she said it was horrible there like people getting in fights and leaving their trash and smoking and gross so we went to myrtle and you know we're getting close to the end of this episode and one of the big things was you had some kind of revelation oh yeah it really wasn't a revelation it was more that it, it was more of a i that you're I die like one day pre- and it's getting close. That what? That you're going to die one day and it's getting close. <laughs> no, no. It was more that um, I've always said that I want to go to the beach and I want to set up at the beach in the morning and I want to stay there all day and I want to do this and I want to sit there and I want to get in the water when it's hot and then come air dry and then eat and drink and just be at the beach all day. Uh. And I think I was really holding on to that as a part of my personality as a statement instead of who I really am. Because now that I've moved into this era of my life where I'm actually paying attention to what I actually or like what my needs and wants are and therefore I can sort of suss out what I like and what I don't like, I'm realizing I do not like being at the beach. No, because it sucks. Yeah, I was sweating I was sticky. I was sandy. Um, I, ugh, I hated it. Good for you. There is nothing redeeming about going to the beach first thing in the morning and staying all hours. Yeah. What do you get out of it outside of skin cancer and frustration and sand? I was much happier by the pool. The pool is a better spot. It's still, look, if it's hot, I hate the heat. This but I, if, if it's hot, then you find it out, you know, you bring an umbrella down or you sit under an umbrella or you get a tan. I went to the beach for an hour and 15 minutes and then I went to a pool for maybe another 30 minutes. And granted, I wasn't in Florida long, but that was it. That was the extent of my time spent outside near water. I did go yeah. on the boat. We went on the boat for what well, was a six hour trip. Christina. When you took the Dramamine, did it make you sleepy? Yeah, I think later in the day, not in the moment, but I, oh, okay. I really got tired. I got the whole way back into shore. Yeah. I, I just sat inside the air-conditioned cabin for a minute because it was hot, and we were all in there. And the next thing I know, I wake up, and everyone's gone. They're, like, outside, and, and we're getting close to 
docking. Like, what the okay. fuck happened? That's like an hour and 20 minute ride. And then, wow. I, then I fell asleep again when I got back. Um, but yeah, no, Christina that day was like on the boat all day for six hours. You, you leave at 7 a.m. And yeah. then, then went to the beach, then went to the pool, then went to the beach again. But then she also got sick. I think it was heat. Uh, she got sick? Exhaustion? What are the steps? Stroke is the bad one. Like, not that exhaustion's good, but I think there was just too much heat. Too much time spent. She got sick from the heat? That's a real thing. You should look it up. Too much. (laughs) Look it up. Too much uh, exposure to the heat. Even if you're properly hydrating and stuff. I don't know. It's a lot. Wow. The sun is. uh, Whatever. People, some people are lizards, I guess. I get my energy. I don't. Yeah. There's people that I see at the pool, and then I saw those same people at the beach that are just bronzed and sit in the full sun. Just sitting there. It's even outside of all the stuff we just listed. It's boring. It's fucking <laughs> boring. I was bored and I was uncomfortable. Because it's all. I mean, I have enjoyed the beach. You know, I have. What did but you, you know do? what I would rather do? I would rather travel with people that want to be at the beach all day and they set up and I just bring my chair. And I'm like, oh, I'll join you guys for a while and I'll bring my chair and then I'll go over to the pool. And I'll actually have a nice time there because I don't mind sitting by the pool and relaxing and like reading and drinking and stuff. But it is just so much easier to, you know, gather your stuff and go back upstairs. Yeah. What I enjoy is when I go with a bunch of people who like going to the beach and they go to the beach and then I have the place to myself. Everyone's outside at the beach and I'm just sitting inside in the air condition watching some TV or, you know, doing whatever. Like, yeah. But see, isn't that boring, though? And don't you feel like Eating. you're not making the most of a trip? No. Because you could be inside of an air-conditioned thing watching TV and doing whatever at your own house. No, because you can go out to the balcony and you can see the beach and the beautiful landscape that you wouldn't see elsewhere. Well, that's what I enjoyed, too, every morning. Because, I mean, I go out almost every morning on my own porch and sit and enjoy that view, which is just my parking lot. But I loved being out on my on the balcony there and just being outside. You got to find a new apartment there. Maybe they can switch you for the same price with a better view. Well, I don't mind my view. It's good because the kids can run off and I can still see them for what feels like a mile. But you have a view into the the forest. That would be cool, too. But then it's real mosquito-y. That's fair. Yeah. But no, I don't I don't feel like I'm wasting. uh, This is a thing. And people put a lot of pressure on themselves when they travel and they I got to make the most of it. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I've spent this money. I don't fucking give a shit. Like I'll go. One of those times I went to London alone. It's like I'll spend my day doing what I normally would do. I'll go to a movie. I'll get some dinner. I'll sit at a bar for a few drinks. I'll go home. I'll uh, relax. I don't feel the need to constantly go out. I don't, I, to me, just being in a different environment and what I want to get from that environment is really is like, what would it feel like to live here? I don't like being a tourist necessarily. Right. Uh, it's like, if I lived in a different place, what would that be like? Oh, there's a lot that's the same, but also there are differences because it's a different place and you get to see the crossover. And when I just went to Ireland with Matt, my friend, Matt, he was feeling a lot of that and put so much pressure and stress on himself to get the most out of it. And it's like, I, Dude, I don't fucking care. I'll sit in the hotel room for half the day and then go out and do something. And that's nice to me. It's a nice time. So to answer your question, sitting in the empty condo 
eating a fat boy ice cream sandwich. <laughs> so they're very good. The vanilla, just the straight. Is up- that the cookie one? No, these are just they're just normal ice cream sandwiches, but they're square. They're uh-huh. Fat oh, boys. Okay. They have more ice cream in the middle than a standard ice cream sandwich, and the vanilla has a different flavored biscuit or whatever's on the outside that itself i think is vanilla, but it's very 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 good vanilla to me is not a flavor i usually gravitate towards but this was like wow this is the most delicious vanilla i've ever had in my life <laughs> you had a good time at the beach with your fat boy yeah i did it was an enjoyable trip and it was also only three nights in the you know there's part of me because my parents have that place it's like i should go down because i don't care about sitting on the beach and not that it gets right. super cold in the winter I was like, I should go down in the winter and just hang out there. I should be there in February. And I think that would be nice. You could still look out and see the beach and uh, there's nobody else around. And then you go into town and get some food or whatever. Okay. A nice time. I love that. So. It sounds nice for you. Your revelation was you're not a beach person. Yeah. You have this idea. That's of- why I don't feel like it should be called a revelation, more just like a realization. Well, if you put a, uh, maybe it expanded further out from there. You're like, I'm the kind of person that likes doing this. And that means a lot of other things about who I am. And then you're like, oh, yeah. destroyed your whole identity. And now you don't know what to do. So you're going to have to start being a good, pure white person. And you're going to have to cancel <laughs> yourself for making that minority. That be my religion. The minority comment at the top of the show. You're going to have to cancel yourself. Like, I, I, who am I? What am That's I? Right. What do I stand for? <laughs> I don't want to give up my yes, hype. Right. I even equity and equality, but I'm not, I don't want to give up my status in life. And that makes me feel bad because if I were ever found out, it doesn't really make me feel bad. It just makes me feel bad that I present myself a certain way and that the people who, who uh, I need their respect, if they found out that I felt that way, it would destroy me. So I need to overcompensate and really go out of the way. Yeah, you're not promoting any kind of... That's what, that's what's driving the whole thing. You're not promoting equality know, and equity. I know, it's horrible. It sounds exhausting. If that's really what you want, you just create a world where everyone has the same opportunities. You don't need to police a bunch of shit and destroy other people in the process. Yeah, there's fights to right, be but, fought. In but some in people. order for you to maintain your way of feeling, you have to destroy others because it keeps you high, keeps you up there yeah. above others. Yeah, because deep inside, you don't uh, really want to do the things that need to be done for the things you claim to want. So right. you, you go. It's all a show. It is all a show. This was our show. Thanks for listening. Tell all your friends about it and how nice and calming and interesting the show is. (laughs) Uh, Like and subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends. Love you. Okay, bye.